to hit it softer. Hey, you can't just hit a drum. You have to beat the shit out of it. Shut your pie up. I'm kicking out your fucking drum. That's how you rock, dude. You're not supposed to rock. You're just supposed to keep the beat. I am keeping the beat. Your flute playing sucks. That's it, Cartman. You can't be the drummer. Hey, I'll get it. Dude, the Civil War reenactment is tomorrow. You're not going to get it by tomorrow. Yes, I will. And you play the flute. No way, flutes are totally gay. <laughs> Carmen, I'm the leader of the reenactment fife and drum squad, and I say you play the flute. Oh, well, you know what I say? Screw you guys. I'm going home. You dick. Later. Stone on air coming up. Completely unsanctioned by the church. Stone on air. Whatever, let's just do this. Stone on air. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Give human beings opportunity, and you'll be absolutely shocked with what people do with it. Stone on air coming up. Stone on air. Cartman, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, you're dressed up like the South. Yes, this year I've decided to fight for the glorious South. Screw you guys. And may I say that we're going to whoop your ass this time. You can't just come to a Civil War reenactment dressed up like General Lee, fat ass. Oh, really? I'm pretty sure I just did. <laughs> what we've got here is failure to communicate. Some men you just can't reach. So you can get what we had here last week, which is the way he wants. Well, he gets. Welcome in to episode number 34. Pop-up podcast. It's not a tour stop. Just a pop-up show. Look at your young men fighting. Look at your women. From 1991's Use Your Illusion 2, Guns N' Roses and Civil War. Remember, there was a double album. It was Use Your Illusion 1 and Use Your Illusion 2. Appreciate you finding the most listened to, the most downloaded, the most easily accessible podcast in the city of Chattanooga. My name is Brian Stone at Stone on Air on all social media. Is how you find me. Follow along. I'll likely follow right along back. No reason to go with a lot of backstory here. We all understand what's going on in the last week and a half. Every now and again, something really crappy happens, and then everybody loses their shit for a few minutes, and then ah, a few weeks pass, something else happens, and then everybody forgets about it. Now, you can argue whether they should or shouldn't forget about it. You can argue from a lot of different angles. But... This being released the weekend of August 20th is a week after the Charlottesville mess. And Chattanooga and our crappy mayor, Andy Burke, gets in on this mess and decides to renounce trustee trusteeship, I guess I should say, of the Confederate Cemetery over by the campus of the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga. And while this, in the end, is probably not 
any kind of really big deal. The fact that it happened is what actually makes it a big deal. Uh, I threw out a couple of things on Facebook. I, I don't get on Facebook and spend any amount of time arguing with people. I just don't do it. I refuse to do it. I will throw out a thought starter on occasion, like to see what some of the feedback is, maybe one follow-up, and then I'm out. If you say, you know, if you bait me into something, I'm generally going to run away from it and just say, hey, I'll talk about this on the next podcast. <laughs> maybe I'm just trying to solicit listeners. I don't know. But in the last week, there's been a lot of social media mess about all this. Statues coming down. This was a member. This was a flag a couple years ago when that uh, dude in South Carolina, that's you know asshole uh, racist kid, shot some uh, black people in a church. People were just heartbroken over that. Uh, the the president at the time that everybody hated then, that I think people are realizing wasn't all that bad after all, um, went to the services and and sang Amazing Grace, and it was uh, it was heart warming and heartbreaking at the same time and then we spent a half a summer talking about whether we should uh, a flag should be banned and now we're moved on to different historical symbols and now we're talking about statues and they're all over the south all over the south especially around here in chattanooga tennessee that has some of the most historically rich american stories to be told right here where we live in chattanooga on friday late in the afternoon strategically placed into the news cycle, our crappy mayor, Andy Burke, and I thought he's a crappy mayor for years. Didn't just start it today or last week or the other day. I have not been a fan of Andy Burke. I'm looking forward to our next mayor, whoever that might be. This is from the Chattanooga Times Free Press on Saturday, August 19th. Chattanooga is moving to renounce its position as a trustee of the Confederate Cemetery on East 3rd Street, according to a news release from Mayor Andy Burke's office. Quote, our action today makes it clear that the city of Chattanooga condemns white supremacy in every way, shape, and form, Burke said in the release. While we honor our dead, we do not honor the principle for which they fought. Our city should be invested in our future, not a discredited past. Confederates fought against America to preserve slavery. That is the truth. And we should no longer subsidize any myths to the contrary. CFP. Here's the problem. This is another situation of I know the answer already. I know what you're concerned about. I know what you're upset about. I understand your plight. The answer is in the back of the book. We can all get to that answer. I need to see your work. I need to see how you formulated that thought. I need to understand how you formulated that opinion. I already know what it is. It's easy to see. We can all see it. Let's back up a little bit. Growing up, I did well in two subjects in school. History, more specifically American history, and social studies. Those are the only two subjects growing up through elementary, intermediate, middle, high school, and then and the, the small amount of college that I've had. In any of those educational settings, I did well in history and social studies. Why? Because I was enamored with both subjects. Always have been, still am, always will be. Geography, you know, I mean, I had an interest level, but didn't do all that well. Biology, calculus, math, science, forget it. I'm out, fail, I'm done, I'm going to go smoke a joint, I'm out of here, whatever, okay? So when it 
comes to those two things, history and social studies, they go together quite well. Hence why I was so interested. I'm not going to even begin for one second to act like I'm some kind of historian. I'm not going to begin for one nanosecond to try to convince you that I'm some kind of Civil War buff or some kind of well-read guy or some kind of highly educated dude when it comes to American history. I'm just going to tell you that it's always fascinated me, and it still does. Here's what most people don't understand about the Civil War when it comes down to just really simplifying it in the most layman's terms you can. In the mid-19th century, this country is less than 100 years old. Industry and technology of any kind is just beginning to really take shape. Hence why the slavery conversation finally becomes something that anybody talks about. For hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years prior to that, all over the world, human trafficking and human slavery was big, big business. It was lucrative. Probably it was a commodity, probably the most lucrative business you could get into for hundreds of years all across the world. And America stuck right with that in the late 1700s with the creation of the country and for a little bit less than 100 years after that. Everybody who grew up in this era of the mid-19th century was, quote-unquote, a racist, if that's what you want to say in present-day terms. The thing is, back then, there wasn't such thing as racism because it, it wasn't a thing yet. This is just how everybody operated. It wasn't, well, if you're for slavery, you're, you're, uh, you're racist, and if you're against it, you're not. That, that was not terminology then. Also, families growing up in this, these first 100 years, 150 years of our country were almost like little mini corporations. There were little mini businesses. You had kids and as many as you could to help with the family business, you know, the old family farm thing. You didn't have a, a, a son and daughter that thought differently ideologically. Ideologically wasn't a word then. You did what you were told. You worked within the family. You respected your family, and family was important. And into the mid-1800s and the mid-19th century, towards the Civil War, it wasn't as much about slavery as it was about states' rights. This country was less than 100 years old. Coming from the kings and queens of, 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 of England and getting away from, from taxation without representation, all this stuff, right? So in 1850, 55, into 1860 and 1861, when the war starts, people start to say, wait a second, hold on, maybe we shouldn't have slaves. Wait a second, you guys can't. We might have to tell you what to do. States' rights was the most important thing then. Some people say that states' rights is the most important thing now. Well, you told me 70 years ago, bro, that I could uh, that, that our state had the right to secede, to get out of this mess if we wanted to. I thought this was the freedom we were talking about, brah. That's what I thought. I think that's probably how the conversation went. Bro, brah, I don't know. Not sure. I thought we created a United States where the states almost at that time were acting as their own countries. Not quite, but close. Again, I'm not the history buff historian here. I just have an underst- like a Cliff Notes version of an understanding of this. And 150 years ago, you you just you lived where you were born. That became your 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 norm. That became your culture. That became your society. 
If you were born in South Carolina, you were likely going to fight for South Carolina. Why? Because you were being invaded. There were slave owners all over the Union, not just the Confederate Union, not just the, the, the USA Union. There was slave ownership all through the United States at that time. And just because you were north of a demarcation line doesn't mean you didn't want slavery still. It wasn't that simple. It's not like a bunch of people got together and said, all right, you know, Abe Lincoln got up on a, on, a, on a pedestal and said, if you're for slavery, you go over there. And if you're against slavery, you go over there. And now we fight. It wasn't that simple. It wasn't good versus evil. It wasn't north good, south bad. That's not how this was. It was simple, simple times with lots of poverty and millions of people. I don't know what the numbers are. How many people did we have in, in the United States then? I, I don't know. But lots and lots of people who didn't have slaves. You know why they didn't? Because they couldn't afford it. Slavery was old, white, rich man game. It wasn't just some average guy in the South or some average guy in the North. You didn't have slaves. You couldn't afford it. It was literally political ideology at the time. They just didn't speak to those to that terminology at the time. It was a time that cannot be understood unless you sit down and watch a Ken Burns 20-hour film or you read a Shelby Foote three-volume read that takes upwards of a year to read and 20 hours of film from, from Ken Burns. No numb nuts running around here are going to sit down and read this and study this and understand it. It is looked at as South bad, North good. And it's not that simple, and that's not how this worked. Now I'm going to wrap this up here in a minute, but now let's play a little devil's advocate. Upon doing a little bit more research, I start to realize that a lot of these statues of of confederate generals and soldiers or wherever they are that's i think i saw a number earlier about 1500 of them across the south they were erected produced and distributed in the early 1900s around the time of the jim crow laws leading up to what became the uh, apex of the, the civil rights movement towards what would be about 100 years after the civil war which in the early 1900s and on its way towards the mid century of the 20th century really did have incredibly bad racial relations. I can see the argument saying, yeah, well, these were put together when intimidation was at its highest, when Jim Crow laws were doing their best to oppress men and women of color leading up to the civil rights movements of the mid century. That's a good argument. I can listen to that argument. I haven't heard that argument yet. The answer is in the back of the book. I already know what you're going to say. I need to see how you got there. Acting like the Civil War was just this good versus evil war against a handful of states that wanted slavery and a handful that didn't, well, it's just, it's just fraudulent. It's not real. It's, that's, that's, that's fake. I've been calling things frauds and fakes for a lot longer than the current president has. That's not how that went. Now, if you want to make that secondary argument of, well, these statues were representations of a different cultural shift into a new century, I'll listen to that, but I haven't heard that yet. I have not heard that argument. During the Civil War, you fought for whichever side you were born on. 
wherever you lived, the family that you that you that you were raised with, and the family business and the family life that you had, that's the side you fought for. Why? Because you were being invaded and you didn't know any better and you didn't have any other options. You had one option. Fight. Fight or die. If you're gonna die anyway, you might as well fight for what you feel is best for your current situation. You fought because you were being invaded. It didn't have to do all that much with whether it was whether you wanted slavery or didn't. Whether you wanted to free the slaves or you didn't. That was a growing concept at the time. That was a cultural shift that was happening at the time. But a majority of everybody on the North and the South were pro-slavery because that's all they ever knew. And slavery was big business and had been for hundreds of years. The fight was really about states' rights. So bring a good argument as to why you want to do what you want to do, and I'll listen. Bring a bad argument, and I'm done with you. I don't want to hear any more about it. And this crap that this mayor has done in the last day and two and a half days is just him continuing to pander to I don't even know what. There's not one person in this city, not one person in this city who would make any noise on a Facebook page or any noise on a Twitter account or, or, or whatever other media outlet you want to talk about and that would have any idea that the city was a trustee for the Confederate cemetery over on 3rd Street near UTC. I have walked by that thing countless times, parked next to it to go to shows and different things and basketball games at UTC Arena, and I didn't even know that it was a Confederate cemetery. Why? Because I didn't pay attention, and I pay attention to a lot of things. Nobody knew or cared what the situation was with that burial ground. And to say that you're now not going to have any kind of interest in it as a city because it represents hate is just pandering and it's pure bullshit. We got a bad mayor. Looking forward to getting a new one. That's it. The pop-up podcast for August. What day is it now? Is it the 20th, 19th, whatever the hell it is. My name is Brian Stone. Do not be a fraud. Have a good argument. I already know your answer. Don't cheat. Twitter can tell you what to think. Facebook can tell you how you're supposed to think. Your mom and dad can convince you what it is that they want you to think. I need you to convince me that what you're talking about is authentic. It's not that difficult to do if you just try a little bit. The weekly podcast entitled The Weekly Dose, your midweek download destination. This week will be August 23rd. Might touch on this a little bit and some other things as well. I got to go. See you later. Bye.